invest like a shark with your IRA. Hey everyone, Adam Bergman here, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. On today's podcast, I'm going to be chatting about how you can get involved in angel investing and invest like a shark from the shark tank using an IRA or self-directed IRA. So angel investments have exploded over the last couple of years. Um, COVID obviously accelerated. Lots of interest in startups, new technology, new companies, and there's been a big, big movement from investors looking to get exposure to new and exciting investments. So angel investing is getting the opportunity to get a first crack at a startup before it matures. So it's super risky because the chances of the company faltering are much higher than if it was a more mature company that was been in operations for several years with some revenue stream or, or even profit. Angel investors is basically investing where you're providing capital to a startup. Okay. And usually the investor is receiving either equity or some type of convertible note, which converts into equity. Angel investing is generally right, right at the beginning. Typically, it's you know wealthy, middle to upper class folks who have uh, money to invest. And um, either they have experience in that industry or it's friends or family, or they have their own angel investment club or fund. And they're looking to invest in the next amazing, great you know, Google, Uber, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever the case may be, where they can get in super early. But as I mentioned, it is you know risky because... Obviously, there is a high failure rate for startups. Um, so the beauty of angel investing is that the upside's huge, but obviously you, you want to make sure you, you understand the risk. Now, the average angel investor generally invests you know, 15 to 15,000 to a few hundred thousand dollars in the investment. And generally, as I mentioned, they get equity in the investment or a convertible note where they'll get types of, some type of option to convert that debt instrument, that note into equity at some later point. So here's some statistics and data on angel investors over the last couple of years. So angel investment activity is total as much as $24 billion each year, contributing to the success of 64,000 startups. Angel investors with 12 angel investments over a period of five years or more than have a 75% chance of 2.6 times return. About 22% of all angel investors are women. Investments in black-led companies grew to 15% in 2020, five-fold increase. Angel investments um, obviously make up a huge uh, segment of the startup capital uh, community. Um, in most cases, angel investors need to be a credit investor. That means someone who has at least $300,000 of income, married, filed jointly, or a million dollars in net worth, excluding primary residents. Angel investments can take the role of a Reg A, a Reg D. These are SEC type um, approved investments. When I say approved, I mean there's a disclosure to the SEC, but less disclosure than obviously if the company you know goes public. So um, it provides the investor some comfort, but at the same time, um, it also allows these companies to go out and raise uh, funds. Now, there's also something called a, a Reg CF, a Reg Crowdfunding. Companies raising less than five million. Um, there's easier ways to go about it, which a lot of the angel investment network um, operate in. Okay, and there's less SEC 
uh, requirements and less SEC reporting requirements, which makes it easier for companies to operate. Now, let's get to IRAs, right? Because that's you know, a big part of this podcast. $13 trillion of IRA money out there, 60 million IRAs. We've seen, especially in 2022, as we enter in 2023, companies are going to be looking for cash, right? Banks are not going to be as generous as they were over the last couple of years. There's no, um, well, rates, as we know, are much, much higher. So banks are uh, less eager to uh, jump in and lend companies money, especially if they're startups. So that leads angel investors. And um, a lot of angel investors don't feel as rich today as they did last year or in 2021 uh, or 2020, I should say. Why? Well, markets are down. Crypto markets are down. Stock markets, NASDAQ, even gold and silver are down. Um, inflation's up. Cost of living's up, whether it's food, whether it's gas, whether it's housing, whether it's interest rates on mortgages have doubled over the last seven or eight months. It's getting more expensive, right? We're all feeling it. Guess what? Rich people aren't immune either. Um, we're not talking, when I say rich, I'm not talking about billionaires. I'm talking about folks that may have a million to $20 million of wealth and they're feeling it. They're not starving to death, but they feel it. And what does it mean when you feel it? It means you don't feel as rich. You don't feel as generous with your money. And you generally may be a little bit more conservative. So a lot of startups are now having to turn to angel investor groups, communities, rather than banks, rather than more traditional sources, because what's happening, and I've seen it from clients, is that private equity, venture capital, even angel investors, they're looking a lot, lot closer at numbers today than they did six, eight months, 12, 14 months ago. Before, it was just like, hey, you got a great idea. I like you. I'm investing. Now it's like, hey, I want to see your business model. I want to see your, your projections, your budget. Can you really turn a profit? When are you going to turn a profit? That's changed versus last year when it's just like, oh, I like you. This is an amazing idea. Yeah, let's do it. I'm, I'm going to invest 25, 50, 100 grand. Who cares, right? I have Bitcoin. I have Facebook. I have Tesla. Everything's up. Peloton, right? Everything's up. Snap. I'm making tons of money. Who cares? I'll, I'll invest 20, 30 grand. Your startup, like big deal. Everything goes up every day. That's changed. That's the past. So IRAs are going to prove to be a very important source of funding for angel investments because of the amount of cash out there, right? When you have money in your IRA, in most cases, you're looking to the future, right? You don't need the money today. You're under 72, maybe even under 59 and a half. You can't really take the money out without penalty. So you're looking to make IRA investments for the future, three, five, 10 years down the road. And startups uh, could, could be in opportune investment um, because of the fact that it is more of a hold is more long-term than let's say, you know, just doing something that offers more immediate returns. So I've seen it. Angel investment opportunities are springing up. There's better deals, lower valuations, better convertible debt arrangements out there right now. If you have cash, cash is king. Two years ago, I remember a banker told me, Adam, cash is trash. Guess what? That's changed super fast. Cash is king. So if you're an investor and you have cash and companies need your cash, you're going to get better terms today than you got two years ago. Even more important than an IRA. So here are a few tips if you are looking to do an, an angel investment with an IRA. If you're investing in a corporation, you don't have to worry about a tax called UBIT or unrelated business income tax, which is an ugly four-letter word tax that gets triggered if your IRA invests in a pass-through business, like an LLC or partnership. 
that is business, like a tech company or a software company. So if your IRA invests in an LLC, okay, you can get a start. You may want to start with a convertible note, but when you convert it to equity, if there is net profits over $1,000 that's allocated to that IRA, that could trigger the UBIT tax, which is a tax that can hit the maximum UBIT tax rate of 37% and approximately like fifteen dollars to $20,000 of net income. So very low threshold and a very high tax. Whereas again, if the company is a corp, C-corp, it blocks the application of the UBTI. That's why if you buy publicly traded securities or mutual funds or ETFs, you're not going to have to pay UBIT tax because they're all corporations. Whereas if this startup is an LLC partnership, there's more than $1,000 in net profits, which isn't a huge deal for startups that angel investors are looking at. Why? Most startups don't make money, right? They have a lot of R&D costs, especially if it's tech, and they may not turn a profit for three, four, five years. So it may not be an issue. Now, if you start off as a debt holder, you're not going to have any UBIT because UBIT only applies if you are an equity investor, right? Equity means you own an interest in that business, membership units or stock. If you have a convertible note, it means you're just a borrower, a lender, excuse me, and they're the interest you receive on that note is not subject to UBIT. So it's only when you convert it to equity from debt that you could be subject to UBIT if there's more than $1,000 of net profits allocated to your IRA. Okay. However, in a lot of cases, angel um, startups will, at least startups looking for angel money will be C-corps because some or, or many actually startups um, don't want the income to pass through the losses. At least some angel investors don't want the losses passing through. And um, especially if they're looking for foreign investors, foreign investors do not want any uh, connection, any effectively connected income to the U.S. They don't want to file any tax returns. That's why they're going to force a lot of these startups to be corpse. Um, but again, it depends. It's just a tip. If you are looking to use an IRA to invest, corp is safer because there's no UBIT. LLC could trigger UBIT. S-corps, no. IRAs cannot invest in S-corps. It's not an IRA rule. It's an S-corp rule. If an IRA does invest in an S-corp, it will likely blow the S-election, and that corporation will then become a C-corporation, which could have other tax ramifications. What else you should consider? Um, terms, right? You're in the driver's seat today. This isn't 2021 anymore, okay? You have leverage, so seek better terms. Do your research. Angel investment could be risky, right? There's generally a hold period of three, five, even longer. Now, there's probably a 50 to 60% fail rate within the first few years. So you may need to make a number of angel investments and hopefully one out of five or six hit. And if that one hits, that hopefully is a home run. If you're doing an angel investments, you're usually looking for home runs, right? You're not going up to the plate looking to hit singles opposite field. You're looking to park a grand slam. That's the whole concept. That's what venture capital firms do, right? They'll make 15, 20 investments. And if they get two or three that hit, they're good. They're going to get their stated returns because those returns on the ones that hit are going to be enormous versus private equity. Um, we're looking for more um, stable. Um, they still want to do well, but they're not looking for 10x returns uh, in most cases, whereas um, angel investments are looking 10x plus. They, they want to hit home runs. So that's something you need to be careful about. It's generally good practice to do multiple smaller angel investments of 15, 20, 30 grand than one for 100. Okay? This way you get more cracks at the, uh, at the plate, right? You get more swings at, at, um, at the pitcher. Hopefully you get to hit more balls 
And that's the goal versus just taking like one crack at it. It's better to get a bunch of cracks. It's like throwing darts at a board. You better chance hit a bullseye if you have four or five darts versus one. And that's what angel investing is. It's all about hitting a home run, hitting the bullseye. And again, if you do it in an IRA and you sell the stock, then it's all tax free, right? Roth IRAs, if you're over 59 and a half, the Roth's been open at least five years, it's all tax free. If you do it in a traditional IRA, you can pull the money out without tax after five years, but the money grows without tax, which is known as deferral. So in sum, angel investing is going to be super hot in 23. Traditional um, sources of funding will dry up, have been drying up. Interest rates are high. Banks are getting more conservative. They're spooked. And startups uh, don't have streams of revenue. They're obviously more aggressive, more uh, risk uh, riskier than uh, more stable uh, traditional businesses that have a historical um, you know, financial position. So banks are going to shy away from more aggressive, uh, more risk entities. And that's going to leave angel investment communities, angel investment funds, venture capital funds as um, last, um, you know, last fund standing. And, and guess what? You're going to be able to ask for better terms because you're going to have leverage. People, um, startups, entrepreneurs are going to need cash. They're not going to be as confident to get these crazy valuations as they did year two years ago. They're, they're going to be happy for money. Okay. And cash is king. So doing it in an IRA gives you the ability to diversify, but remember the risks, right? Probably 50 to 60% of these startups fail within the first few years. You probably want to do multiple smaller investments and one larger one. If you're investing in an LLC, you got to consider UBIT. Um, but that's only if there's a thousand dollars of net income allocated to the IRA. And guess what? You know, a lot of startups don't have that income for several years. If you start out as a lender and then convert it to equity you know, before a sale, or if the company then moves from an LLC to a corp, the corp, think of it as a big box. It will box in all the UBIT and you'll have no UBIT. That's why there's no UBIT when you uh, own stocks or mutual funds or ETFs in an IRA. But if it's an LLC, there could be UBIT over a thousand bucks. Highest UBIT tax rate in 2022 is 37%. That threshold is super low, around 17000 bucks. So that's something you definitely got to be concerned about. But again, many startups don't have profits initially. And if you start as a convertible note and you ultimately convert to equity, the UBIT potentially only kicks in when you convert it to equity, not when you are a debt holder. IRAs cannot invest in S-Corp. So um, something to keep in mind, although most startups aren't S-Corps who are looking for investors because... S-Corps are very restrictive shareholder rules, less than 100 shareholders, only one class, no foreigners. So startups looking for cash generally will be either LLCs or corps. They're not going to do S-Corps, C-Corps or LLCs. If they're looking for foreign investors, generally C-Corps, which is a good thing for IRAs. Um, but if it's a flow through LLC, just be uh, at least um, cognizant of the IRA uh, UBIT rules. You don't necessarily need to... Um, refrain from doing the investment, but something you definitely want to consider. But um, wanted to do this. Uh, it's exciting. Um, I think uh, if you're a shark and you want to be, you know, uh, the next Shark Tank um, host, uh, you can be your own Shark Tank, right? You don't need to invest a million dollars. If you watch the show, you're seeing uh, they're not investing millions of dollars per deal. Sometimes it's 50, 100 grand because they're doing multiple investments and all they want is basically 10 to 20% hit rate. That will make them rich. They don't want a 0% hit rate. They don't expect a 50% hit rate. If they can hit 20, anywhere from 50 to 30%, they're, they're going to do super well. It's, it's very akin to baseball, right? 
if you can hit 300, you're a Hall of Fame hitter. Okay. Tony Gwynn, the greatest hitter ever, like a 330 uh, batting average. That means he, he, he got out, you know, six and a half times out of 10. Um, and that's great. Most, most hitters are, you know, 250, 260. Um, lifetime hitters means they only get hits 25% of the time. Tony Gwynn was able to do it 33% of the time. So if you can hit as a venture capitalist um, slash um, angel investor 25%, 30% of the time, you'll be a Hall of Fame type investor and you're going to do really well. And again, if you do it in an IRA, Roth IRA, especially once you're over 59 and a half, the Roth's been open at least five years, bang, it's all tax-free. It's the ultimate tax-free grand slam. So there you go. Uh, more to come on angel investments because I'm hearing a lot about it. Um, it's, it was popular the last few years just because people had a lot of cash, but there were banks. Banks were out there lending money too. That's changed. Okay, so now in, angel investors actually have money if you have it and you have the leverage. Whereas the last couple of years, the, the entrepreneurs had the leverage, right? Because there was money chasing them. Now there's not so much money. So whoever has the money and IRAs have the cash, cash is king. Remember that when you're negotiating, whether you're doing straight equity or convertible, debt to equity, you have the leverage now and you should seek better terms um, because the entrepreneurs are going to need you. So thanks for uh, listening. If you're watching on YouTube, really appreciate it. Um, you guys are awesome. And um, good luck investing like a shark. Uh, remember, um, the more cracks at home plate, the more swings you get, uh, the better you're likely going to do. So generally, three investments of 20 grand is better than one of 60. Now, may all not always work that way, but that's what venture capitalists try to do. And if you're own, if you're going to be your own uh, quasi angel investor or part of an angel investment community. Um, that's generally what, um, you know, is good practice, what typically takes place. So happy investing, good luck. Um, and, um, I wish everyone, uh, you know, enormous success. Uh, it's fun. You get to be your own, you know, shark, shark tank. You can look at deals, say yes, say no, uh, but negotiate, especially today, 2022, 2023, you're going to be able to drive a much harder bargain, uh, than you, would have uh, a few years ago. So appreciate it. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day and um, see everyone again again next week. Take care and don't forget, this is a weekly podcast that drops every Wednesday. So pick this up wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it's Apple or Spotify or wherever, or you can check it out on our YouTube channel where you'll get videos of three podcasts and four to five videos plus a youtube live that generally drops uh, every wednesday at noon so have a amazing rest of your day and thanks again for um listening take care